0: Log Talk Radio. Did you hear the mega latest?
1: Are we doing that mega thing again?
0: You mega betcha! Mega Millions from the Illinois Lottery has a mega awesome deal! Now you get a free $2 quick pick when you spend $6 or more on Mega Millions! It's not just awesome, it's.
1: Mega awesome?
0: Now you're mega getting it!
1: Play Mega Millions today, now through November 18th. Get a free $2 Quick Pick when you spend $6 or more on one Mega Millions ticket. Quick Pick is for next available draw. Play responsibly. Must be 18 or older to play.
0: Block Talk Radio. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in for, to Relationship Wednesday. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm
1: Darren Noel. What
0: was that smack before your name? <laughs> And we're here to talk to you about relationships tonight. For those of you guys who have never tuned in before, um, I run a thriving private practice in Chicago and in Naperville, Illinois. We're also digital. Um, we do everything from organizational consults to individual, group, and family therapy.
1: My background is in corporate America, and here in New Orleans Associates, I focus on mock interviews, career counseling, and resume consults. Great.
0: So tonight, two things. If you have a question, our guests call in. It's 323-693-3835. Again, 323-693-3835. And if you have a problem that we don't discuss tonight or you listen to the show and you feel like, listen, I need some additional uh, coaching or individual therapy around some of these issues, then the telephone number for our office is 630-428-2344. All right, so today's topic is staying in your lane. And let me give you a little bit of background on the topic and kind of why, you know, we're interested in discussing that today. The the major thing about this topic is people often come to me in varying stages of trying to reach their goals, whether it be relationship goals, work goals, um, just body goals, just whatever their personal goals are, and they find or they're finding that they're unable to meet or make those goals. And in the process of that, I often hear the question of what's it going to take for me to get where I want to get, or um, why is person X doing better than me in their relationship, or Susie and I started the job at the same time. Susie got a promotion, but I didn't get a promotion, and I'm smarter than her or better than her
1: at something, or
0: I've worked harder than her in some way.
1: Sure. Sure you see them getting ahead, they have a more advancement. Their career track is happening faster than, the, than yours is, okay? And you start to question that, why, why this, why is happening to me. So we're going to go through a couple things today to keep in mind as you're going through that if you're dealing with this, it's a recommendation we can have to make sure you do stay in your lane. I will say this. This is almost like uh, working out, okay? You can get in shape, right, but it's not a one and done, meaning you could be in your lane, okay, I'm, I'm going to I'm focusing on myself, but two years later, I can start to get out my lane. It's something you have to continually watch out for yourself. So, you know what, am I staying in my lane? Am I focusing on somebody else? Am I comparing myself to somebody else? Up? Oh, let me get back in my lane. So it's not a one-and-done situation. And once you, stay in your, once you get in your lane, you're always there. You can always have a tendency to try and creep out of your lane, right? So you've got to always kind of make sure you're staying in between those lines. Okay.
0: And I think the other thing is what is your lane? I mean, that's interesting. We're just kind of saying stay in your lane. But what is your lane? Your lane is that thing that you've identified as your face, um, that thing that you've identified as your dream, that thing that you've identified as your goal. Right. That's your, your lane.
1: Right, what you're working on, what you're focusing on, what you have smart goals on, what's your passion, things of that nature.
0: Right, and what what you say is the thing that you want the most out of life, at your job, in your marriage, and your relationship, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Darren, how do you identify a lane?
1: Okay. I, I, this is a good question. One, if you don't know what your lane is, you start looking at what, what excites you, what gets you passionate, okay? So it could be uh, sort of athletics is your, is your lane, uh, career advancement, relationship, raising your kids, um, you're passionate about that, you want to start your own business, whatever kind of, what's my main focus I'm going to be passionate on here? Sometimes, oh, you know, for the next two to five years, because your lanes can change, right? So say what well, for the next two to five years, what am I going to focus on, put my heart into, my work into, uh, my passion into? What's going to get me excited about that? And you got to really do some self-evaluation. Absolutely. Now, let me just sort
0: of tell you, let me, let's me let do an analogy really quickly. If you're driving, and most of the people listening have have been driving for some time now or will be driving, but if you're driving, and you're on the expressway, and let's say you're on a four-lane expressway, and you're headed down I-55, I-290, I-85, wherever you live, you're going down that expressway, and you're driving your car. There's two things that you do, or, or maybe three things that you do while you're driving. You check the speed limit to know how fast you need to be going. Mm-hmm. You look the, up at the signs at the top to see kind of am I in the right place, and you make sure you're not crashing into anybody.
1: Right. I mean,
0: those are the major things that you do. You look behind you. So, like, people say things to me, like, Dr. Noel, um, I started this job the same time as Susie Snowflake. And since I've been there, you know, I've been keeping notes on how Susie's doing. And Susie doesn't, she's not as smart as I am. She doesn't dress as professional as I do. She's not as, um, what's the word, Um, sharp as I am. Mm -hmm. But She's making it above me, and, and she got a promotion, and I didn't, okay? So now you're looking to the side of you while you're driving instead of focusing on your lane. You're looking to the side of you instead of focusing on your goals, and you're looking to see what someone else is doing, and you're not focused on what you need to be doing, and you could get snatched or have a crash yep. looking to your right lane.
1: I'm going to take you to track and feel my background athletically. Is a Wait, track.
0: let me finish the lane scenario. Here's another thing that we do. A lot of people look at the laziest person in their company and compare themselves to that person. How is it that this person, so this is the person behind you in the rearview mirror now and you're driving. How is it that this person um, never does the job they're supposed to do? I always see them taking an extra smoke break. I always see them eating lunch 15 minutes longer. Side note, you're you're focused on them too much. I always see what they're doing and, they're getting a promotion, or they never get yelled at, and I do even if I do the smallest of things, so if you're driving in your car, so now that you're done looking at the right lane to see who's who's doing whatever, now you're looking behind you, and that can cause a crash too,
1: because your goals need to be right in front of your face and to, to pick back what you saw more right there in in the job, you really never know what's happening with that other employee, you know you say, oh, they never get in trouble they're not uh, having any problem, but you never know if they're on. The, they just got their last warning. Their boss has pulled up to the office. And, hey, this is your last. Right, one more incident, mm-hmm. you're going to be fired. Okay, you don't know your boss. Their boss doesn't necessarily tell you. Hey, hey, Bob, guess what I'm doing to uh, um, to Sam. I'm about to fire him. He's not going to tell you that, right? So you never know really what's going on with that employee. All you can know is hey, what's going on with me? What's my status? You know, what's my plan? My career plan. Where does does my boss think I am and how is he evaluating my performance? That's really all you know. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And that's that's one of the things about staying in your lane. If you put too much energy on somebody else, you never put the full attention on what you need to be doing. Absolutely. If you put too much attention on somebody else, you don't have the chance to have a vision of your own and make it plain for yourself because you're so busy tracking what other people are doing. You also don't know, what's planned for you. So, for example, I have people that tell me that they're in a job that they don't like. It's not anything that they want to do forever. They want to own their own business. And so we start talking about owning their own business, what's it going to be like, and then they come in one day and say, on my job, now side note, this is a job that a person says that they don't want, they don't want to do this forever, but on that same job that they really don't care about, somebody got a promotion and they didn't. Right. And they get upset. And then we talk about if you really don't want to be there, why is the promotion of the other person so enriching for you? Like why is it so intriguing for you? Why is so much of your energy being put on what's happening for that person at a job you don't want to be at rather than putting it on what needs to be happening for you where you want to be?
1: And I think that comes down to that individual not having – goals, smart goals for themselves listed out.
0: Listen, here's what I'm going to say. A lot of people have goals for themselves. They have a vision board, but they're so consumed with somebody else. It's like they're watching them rise, and they can't take it.
1: I don't think they have clear enough goals. Then. I, I don't think they have clear enough, because if your goals are clear, smart goals, we talked about this in some other shows, smart goals mean specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. If you've got smart goals in front of yourself that you put It's going to take your focus and effort because everything you have is going towards your goals. Mm -hmm. You know, someone says, you know, I have SMART goals and I'm still worried about everybody else. Show me your SMART goals. Mm -hmm. You don't have SMART goals. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. Okay.
0: Go go a little slower and define SMART goals for a
1: second. Sure. SMART goals, right? Specific, I mean, they're very detailed and not, uh, not generic, not general, but they're very specific about what you're looking to achieve. Okay? Well, next one is measurable. Meaning you can measure the success or failure of of that goal. Okay. Okay. It's attainable. It's a realistic goal. Okay. I'm not going to be. I'm going to be a billionaire in six months. Okay. Is that really attainable? Is that real, really realistic? Probably not. Okay. Is it relevant? Does it have to do with what's uh, in your job scope? Okay. Is it somewhat relevant to what you're actively doing? And then time bound. You know, it's not. Uh, I, the the goal is not for Fifty years from now, or something. But you know what? In the next six months, in the next year, in the next quarter, I'm going to accomplish this. So you have it's not an open-ended goal, okay? Very time-bound goal. Okay. And if you have those things in your goals, I think it's going to draw your mental your mental energy toward that goal. Okay. If you have those.
0: Okay. Very good. L- let me also say something about about smart goals. Uh-huh. Um, when you look at spe- specific, sorry, I got time. When you look at being specific. That's another way to stay in your lane. So when we talk about a lane, so we talked about passion and the things that that you're focused on, that goal setting. So let's say you say, I want to be a cosmetologist, right? Right. Um, To be specific about it is I want to be a cosmetologist, um, measurable. I want to be able to start cosmetology, cosmetology school, attainable, um, I've already called several schools, and I know that I can do it. I've got the money to do it, or I can find the money to do it. Um, what's the R? Relevant. Relevant. Um, and relevant has to be something that it's not just does it align with the other things that you're doing, but is it relevant to who you are, to your core values, to what, To you know, is it going to keep you that that engrossed in it that you're going to actually do it, yes. and then time-specific. Here's a big thing. You can have the smart. The S-M-A-R and not the T and end up missing out on your dreams and goals, right? Because the T, you have to be able to tell yourself, even if it's five years away, that I'm going to accomplish this in five years so that each year that you're working towards it, you know that you're going towards that ultimate goal.
1: And to me, just from a smart goal standpoint, the five years are too up You need to bring that closer to you because then at that point it's irrelevant. Well, five no,
0: that's not first. true. Let's say yeah. this. Let's say your goal is I want to get a PhD. Okay. That's a four- to six-year process.
1: Okay. That's so, a four-
0: to 6 So if somebody says to me, Dr. Noel, I want to be a psychologist, that's a four- to six-year process.
1: Okay. Actually, I I, you need to break that down for me be more specific. Okay, I'm going to accomplish it. What, what do you have to do in order to? Get that goal at that particular time, okay? Not not open ended. Needs to be more more time bound on that. But like I said I'm gonna I'm to get my PhD. When do you want to get your PhD, right? When when are you looking to accomplish that, get that degree, okay? I'm gonna get that in I'm gonna get that in five years, okay? So that I means I mean, I'm gonna have to. Do all my prerequisites? Register, get accepted. What's going to happen all the way through that in order to accomplish that goal? Okay. I'm going to to, to get my PhD in five years. It's too general. Okay. Too general. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting over here sending flags. I I disagree because I believe, for example, I've have I've had people come to me. We we can take our friends that were uh, going to New York about. Sure. He wanted to get his bachelor's degree, and it took him maybe five or six years to do it. But he had a time frame that he wanted to be done in six years. How is he going to do that? Each semester he's going to take two to three so, classes. And he had a, a documented.
1: It wasn't just a generic generic goal. So he knew exactly what he was going to do throughout that step process. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, everybody has an opinion. This is my opinion. This is what I'm
0: saying. Right, but we we need to be giving people some, some stuff that they can actually follow. And so if I'm saying that you're going have a five-year goal and you're saying that's too far away, I mean – for example, if you if a person says they're going to be a billionaire and you say you can't do it in six months, five years actually may be probable, and that's not a long time depending on what you're doing. So I think the time is relative to how long it takes to do something. Like you can't set a six-month goal on becoming a billionaire if you're at a dollar.
1: Correct. I agree with that. You can't
0: set a, a two-year goal at becoming a surgeon if you're in uh, your freshman year of college. I agree
1: with that. I mean, so
0: I think five years is a relative – to me, relatively speaking, I had friends that were in the PhD program when I came in. They were in it when I left four years later. They have literally just finished it, and it's been, I've been out for 10 years. Right. So there are people who said, but some of those people said to me, hey, I'm not trying to do this in a month, a week, a year. I've got 20 years to do this, and they were really meaning that. They really set that time goal for 20 years for themselves, which meant that. They couldn't watch, like when I, and and I remember when I graduated my program, there were lots of people that were like, Well, I was here when you came. I can't believe you're leaving. And they kind of got stumped with the fact that I came in and out, but I had a four year maximum on how long I was going to be there. Like I do, and I actually set that four year time frame for myself. I wasn't going to be there seven years, eight years, ten years, even though when I came, they said, You know what? Some people, it takes them four or five years to write their dissertation. In my head, I was like, That is not my time stamp.
1: And within that four years, you had specific. Goal that you need to achieve throughout the, in order to accomplish
0: that for your goal. That's, ac- that's absolutely true. But I think education is a little bit different in that once you determine that you're going to do it in a five-year span of time, those goals are almost generated in some sense by what has to be done. So let's not be that. Sure. I don't want to waste people's time on that. So, but definitely the time frame has to be something that you believe is doable. So, like, he may be saying five years is too long for something, but let's say you have four toddlers. Uh, you had quadruplets or whatever and you want to finish a degree, well, we know that's not going to happen tomorrow night So you may have to have a five- to six- or seven-year plan. But the point is actually having a plan and having the urgency behind it. I think when Darren's talking about the time frame, he's saying
1: keep it short so that the urgency can be there and you can have the energy to. Yes, you need those in-between goals to make you start. You're staying on point. Otherwise, you can get off track. And okay. you going to teach that long-term goal.
0: Right. Right, right. but again there, and I want to be very clear, that there's a difference between long and short-term goals and what long and short-term looks like. Like, for example, um, our daughter wants to be an astronaut when she's five. We got 20-some-odd years to go before she gets there. So the the immediate goal is get out of kindergarten. I mean, (laughs) like, that's the immediate goal. Um, Get a telescope. That's, you know, like learning how to break those goals apart into small, um, digestible pieces so that you can manage them. Now, let me say this. If I'm in my lane doing what I do and Darren's in his lane doing what he does, and let's say I listen to him and I go, well, he's right. That's too long for me to do it or that's too short for me to do it. I can end up busting out of my lane trying to follow what he wants me to follow as opposed to understanding that I have to define my goals for myself. And it's the same with this show. We're talking about goals. And so you know you well enough to know, hey, can you do it fast? If you have a seven-year goal, can you keep that fire burning for seven extended years uh, to get that finished? I mean, what what's the time frame that you even pl- that's plausible for you to do something?
1: You make a great point because everybody's different. Everybody has a different what triggers them, what what, sense, what keeps them on the lane, what takes them out of the lane, what may help me may not necessarily help you in the same manner.
0: I mean, I'll give I'll give you guys an example just about staying in your lane. Um, My husband and I went to the same undergraduate, so he's fairly older than me. (laughs) Um, We went to the same undergraduate, and we would both spend the same night in the Rush Reads Library typing. Right, right. And um, go ahead. No,
1: great example. Go ahead. And
0: while we were there, we could be there spending eight hours, ten hours. So maybe we both started at 5 p.m. the day before, and we leave 12 hours later at 5 a.m. the next morning. In that time frame, I could finish, Four or five, 20-page papers, literally, no joke, no lie. Right. Can you testify to about that? It's true. It's true. I could do five, 20-page papers, four to five, no more than five, but at least four to five. And I would rush down to see what Darren had done, <laughs> and he had done one
1: one-pager. Bam. But and the important thing is A's.
0: Right, right. I mean, definitely. But I, I think what you guys need to look at that is he couldn't do what I did in that same time frame. Right. Because the way I looked at it is, I mean, again, you got to remember this is undergraduate. So I was like, you know, I was only going to spend seven hours writing the paper anyway. Right. Or maybe I was going to spend three hours on all the papers combined. So I figured I could either do that. I could spread that out. Right. Or I could do it all Monday night before I do Tuesday, and that's not my that wasn't my plan all the time. But literally, I would set my work down in front of me. Um, I got physiology, I have organic chemistry, I've got this uh, English class, I've got whatever, and I would div- divvy up. I got twelve hours. I'm not gonna go to sleep tonight. What's my goal? How can I attain it? And where should I work the hardest? Right. So
1: you got to know what works for you. Right. You have to know what's so what's smart
0: for you. work. But that T, you have to know what's for you, even the attainable. If, you, if you're in your lane, what is your lane after you've defined it and, and what's attainable in not? Right? right? I mean, so let's, I mean, you know, goals that don't make sense. Like, for example, if you say to yourself, I'm going to be the first man that's on the moon. Well, that already happened. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that's not something that's going to happen for you today. Or I'm going to be, now what may be more plausible is I'm going to be the first person on Mars. You know what I mean? Like. Right. But learning to learning to define what your lane is, and let me say this: sometimes we want to be in lanes that we don't have any business being in.
1: Okay, going to that one a little bit.
0: Sometimes, you know, have you ever watched a TV show or seen something and said, "I could do that," I could do that too.
1: Looks easy. It looks easy.
0: Sometimes people make their lane looks so easy that you feel like, well, that's not that difficult. I can jump in that
1: person's lane and do what they do. And that happens a lot at work, wouldn't you say? i see you saw that a lot in real estate. Back when they had the, when housing, was, the market was booming, you saw people jumping out of whatever they're doing and jumping into real estate. Because they say, hey, people can make a fortune in real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay? It looks so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy who I know I'm smarter than, he just made, you know, $20,000 last month. I'm going to jump out of my career and jump into it because he made it look so easy. Uh-huh. Okay, and that can happen. Absolutely. Okay. It's it's the same for you younger folks, for you
0: guys in undergraduate. I had a lot of people that didn't know what they were going to major in until so they majored
1: in English
0: or they majored in psychology or they majored in art because it felt to them like it was easy. And then they got into it and realized that it may look easy for the person who likes to write, right. but for the person who doesn't, you can't just say, I didn't feel motivated to write my paper
1: and get out of writing all of your paper or somebody who's operating in their lane. It may look for them, but easy to them. Why? Because they're operating in their lane. So the one, they're gifted in it. They've got experience in it. They went to school and studied. They obtained skills in that area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, after ten years, yeah, it looks really easy for them. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They put a hard, a lot of hard work. I took a lot of smart goals. Achieve those mm-hmm. goals along the way, and now they're operating fully, completely in their lane. It looks real easy.
0: And, and that's why why staying in your lane is important. When you get, jump out of your lane to compare yourself to somebody else, you have no idea what their background and the work that they have done is. They may say to you, oh, you know, I haven't been doing it that long. But you have no idea what prepares them to do it, maybe, let's say, in high school. Absolutely. So you can see somebody run an a organization at um, the top level and feel like, I'm, I look about as good as they do. I've got the same degree that they have. But right. you may not have taken into account
1: the 20 years that they've been doing something. All the preparation time, mm-hmm. allowing them to achieve these is- uh, this high performance that you're seeing now. Because mm-hmm. most times people are not going to tell you just outright all the struggles they went through and all the work they put in to get where they're at. Absolutely. You know, just sitting out, the know, first time i meet you, hey, here's what all the work, hard work I had to do, uh, the late nights I had to stay up to study, mm-hmm. all the extra classes I took, uh, the mentoring I took, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. They're not going to all of a sudden automatically just go tell you that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? The tragedy
0: that they may have been through the that puts them, Correct, the oh. failures that they've had, yeah, um, correct. what they've had to give up. That's the other thing. Whoever's in their lane and in their passion, you can testify that you've had to give up something to get what you
1: want. Absolutely. There's always sacrifice involved.
0: Always. Always sacrifice. Always sacrifice. And you may not see what that is. Um, I had a friend in college that literally went to school every single semester. Like, And I was like, I remember – I, and I didn't know that she was going to school in the summertime. Let me add this to it. And she was taking maybe four or five classes in a summer session. And so then she graduated like a year and a half before everybody. Sure. Else. And I was like, I've been here with you. Second second, how did that happen? And so this one person said to her, uh, she probably cheated or something. And she got livid. She was no. like, no, I, every summer for three years I've been taking four to five summer classes. So I I finished before you guys, but I did the exact same work. She just did it it ahead of time.
1: Ahead of time, that's it. But she didn't necessarily just expose our shit with everybody just Mm off the bat.
0: No. Mm -hmm. And and there was no reason for her to either. I mean, that's the whole point.
1: There's no reason for someone to go tell you their whole story just upon meeting you, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So why? They're saying they're laying on them.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's the same, for example, if you look at businesses, like you may see – you know, like where we live in the Chicago area, they've got five guys, they've got meatheads, they've got
1: uh Oh, fine meatheads is uh
0: Burger King, McDonald's. I mean, but there's all yeah, these, yeah. The uh, there's all of these burger joints that sell Tom burgers, right, Tom and Eddie's, yep. and, um, you know, it's interesting to see the sun rise instead of the top. like when I saw five guys for the first time, I don't even know how many years ago that was, maybe five or six years, I had never heard of it, right, and so I felt like, oh, they just popped up overnight, that's right. interesting, did a little research, no, no such thing as a pop-up overnight, no. you know, right. and it's the same in day-to-day life, that even if you see someone, and even, and I hear this a lot, and this really gets people messed up. She must be sitting with the boss, or she must have known him before she got here, or, or there's always, like, they can't be that great. But
1: they got somehow kind of an easy pass, uh, you know, like you skipped everybody else through some kind of a scheme or gimmick that made them get ahead of everybody else versus hard work, dedication, things of that nature. Absolutely.
0: And so we have to remember that even if all that's true, you still have to stay in your lane because they pay whatever dues that they paid to be in the lane that they're in. Yes. And, Another,
1: go ahead. Go ahead. Another thing people necessarily aren't necessarily going to tell you is any negative uh, struggles that they went through. So they say their job profession is looking, looking great. Guess what? They're not going to necessarily, you know what? But my marriage is struggling necessarily because I put a lot of time into this career, uh-huh. you know? Or, you know what? My health is not as good as I want to. I'm not able to work out as much as I truly like. You know, I used to go to be to gym, but because I wanted to focus on my career, I couldn't go to the gym as much as I wanted to or I wanted to. They're not necessarily going to share that with you. So everybody's, you know, you may see one area of somebody's life with selling, okay, and you're comparing yourself against that one area, but not their entire life. You have Correct. no idea what's going on in everybody's whole areas of their life.
0: And they could be saying they wish they had a relationship that was good with their kids like you have. You hit around the head. Right, Exactly. And then you never know why people slow down or speed up. You know, I had a guy tell me, I was like, wow, you're working really hard on this area. And he said that he basically um, had lost his whole family for one reason or another. I'm not going to give the full detail. But he really didn't, ha- really didn't want to do anything else but work. That's good so point. he literally, literally was working 12 to 15-hour days on his goal and dream to compensate for losing everything else that he had.
1: That's a great point. You never know anybody's story, you know.
0: And then, if someone tells you their story, what will that do for you? You still have to do your work, (laughs) right? So, whoa, now I'm
1: still going to go perform in my lane. Now that I have your information, great. And and I'm all
0: for inspiration. I'm all for hearing people say, "Hey, you know what? They did it, so can I." But at the end of the day, when you're in your lane, you have to drive. Let me give you an example of you have to drive. There's this corner um, not far from my office that's always accident prone. Well, there's always a crash. I mean, any given day, when you say there, you could pass by. Stop there's light. a crash. A yep, stoplight is out. There, something going is wrong. On. So I'm at this very same exchange, and I'm sitting on the right-hand lane. And in Illinois, you can make a right hand if the light is red, as long as the, the um the street is clear or whatever. And the guy behind me's honking, 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 and I'm in my lane. I'm waiting to make my right. He goes around me and gets smacked by a truck. Wow. Because he's busy looking to well, see what I'm doing well, in my lane. How But I had to draw for myself, right, and honking, honking. I couldn't let him distract me and make me feel like, well, let me just get, let me change lines, right? And it's the same in, in jobs, right? You can have somebody telling you, when you get to the next meeting, then you need to say this, and you need to say that, but he may not know what's happening in your lane. Mm, okay. Maybe the boss told you, listen, be a team player. Quit, you know, divide breaking up the team in a meeting over something small as straws or pen or paper and be on the same page, right? And so somebody may be telling you some rules of the road that don't even apply to you.
1: So you got to take that into account. It's like, you know, am I really going to listen to this? It really, really doesn't apply. To. Let me stay in my lane, my, my business. Mm-hmm. One thing I will recommend, or if if you get in a situation where you are, start looking out of your lane. And you say, okay, I'm getting a little bit jealous of somebody else's success, okay? If you have an opportunity, uh, you may want to get to know that person that you're looking outside of their lane there. Mm-hmm. Not sorry, you, know, you know, get consumed with them, but you know what? Hey, you might like to take you out to lunch, okay? Hey, they're on a committee, hey, you're going to be in a meeting. Join a meeting and see what they're talking about. You know what? This person really is a, a great employee. This really person is really good at what they do, mm-hmm. okay? And, I, and you can appreciate that.
0: the lane that you want to be in, you may want their mentorship. Absolutely. And so instead of being their adversary, you may not compare yourself to them but say, hey, pull me up a little bit if you can, and here's what I have to offer you.
1: And, what, you know, they can even just being around them may share a couple of things. Oh, okay. That does help me out a little bit just get to know that. Okay. Oh, I know you learned a little uh, some sort of skill in maneuvering through corporate America, building relationships, how you go about your business. Okay, thanks for that tip. They can help you out. Absolutely.
0: So find your lane. What's your passion? What's your superpower? What are you good at? Where are you going? Number two, after you define your lane, do some smart goals. Darren, really quickly go
1: over smart one more time. Smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable.